The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him. Or your accuser may, have, may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you'll be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out of, until you have paid the last penny. You have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery within, with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give, him a, give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife except on the ground of unchastity causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is a footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So for the last several weeks, we have been reading what is typically known as the Sermon on the Mount. So it is a sermon that Jesus gives to the people who gather around him, and it starts off with, blessed are those. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who weep or who mourn. Jesus is preaching to, to the people who gather there, his disciples and those who closely follow him. He explains to them how they are to live a blessed and beloved life. He, he tells them how God loves them, how God lifts up the poor, God lifts up those who mourn, and how we can be a blessing to others. Last week we talked about our identity and how we are the salt of the earth, how we are the light of the world. So one of our callings as Christians is to let our light shine before others. We are called to season and preserve. We are called to let our light shine so others can see it and be inspired to let their own light shine. 
Jesus is not telling us that we need to do these things in order to earn our salvation. But instead, our salvation has been given to us as a gift. Now this week, we have a little, a reading that that for some can be troubling. When Jesus himself says, you are to do this and you're not to do this. What are we to make of that? What I believe Jesus is telling us in the gospel today is the importance of being in relationship with each other. You see, at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, at the beginning of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus identifies how we are to relate to God. How God gives us these gifts and these blessings and how we are to let the world know about the blessings that we have received from God. Now Jesus is telling us how we are to be in relationship with each other. Because they are vital in our lives. Not only in our daily lives, but how we interact as a Christian community. Our relationships matter to God. So this is how Jesus expands upon it. We know the, the Ten Commandments, right? Or at least we've heard about the Ten Commandments. And for, for most of us, I'd probably say, at least in this room, most of us, it's easy for us to say that we have never murdered anybody. We have never... taken the life of somebody. But it's not just enough to refrain from murder, Jesus says. We should go and treat each other with respect. And that includes in what we say to each other. Jesus says it's not just important for us to not commit adultery, but we should not objectify other people. We should not lust after others. It's not just enough to follow the letter of the law when it comes to divorce, Jesus says. But we should not treat people as if they were disposable. We should ensure, Jesus says, that all are provided for. It's not just enough, Jesus says, just to keep the law when it comes to swearing or lying to others. But we should speak truthfully in all of our dealings. You see, God just doesn't want us to live the letter of the law for the law's sake. But God wants us to do it for our own sake. You know, and and after reading this passage a number of times and, and preaching on it a number of times, I've always kind of got stuck on what to say because it does seem so condemning to to us. But then I read it again and again and it becomes a little more free. There have been so many times I thought, well, what am I going to say? What is the good news? So the good news is identified as something where Jesus comes and says, this is how God loves you in this passage. I don't know 
how we can continue to do the things that God is calling us to do without these truthful words in our life. And every time I read this passage, I hear the words that if you do not follow them, you will go out into the outer darkness. And one of the things that I have learned over the years is that if Jesus says that you are going into the outer darkness, it is not God that puts you there. Never in these readings does it say that God casts you aside. It is us who are putting ourselves there. Every time we talk badly about someone, every time we lust after someone, every time we don't stand up for those who are poor or those who are oppressed, every time we do not act truthfully, we are separating ourselves from the love of God, casting ourselves into the outer darkness. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says those who break the law will be the least of these, and those who keep the law will be great. Combined with this text that we read today, it makes sense. What Jesus is saying is that if you keep the law or you break the law, you are still in the kingdom of God. So maybe it's not a way for us to earn our love from God, to earn our place in the kingdom of heaven. Maybe, as Luther says and the other reformers say, that the precious gift of an adoring parent is given to us as the children of God, and that is to treat each other well. In verse 23, Jesus says, this is how I want you to conduct yourselves in these matters. If you enter a place of worship and you make an offering, suddenly you remember that you have a grudge against a friend of yours. Leave immediately and go make things right. Then and only then come back and work things out with God. We are not perfect people and God knows this. God knows us better than we know ourselves. So when we come here into a place of worship, when we gather ourselves into a community, we have the opportunity to rectify any ill will we have towards each other. And recently I heard a quote that goes along with this. It said, do not just go to church, but be the church. Be in relationship with each other. Act out what you do on a Sunday morning within the world, within your community. It's great to come to a place like this and to worship. And I love coming to this place. I love worshiping in this building. But church is more than just a Sunday commitment. Church is more than just coming to worship. We live in community with each other. And we experience the expansion of that community with the baptism of Xander and Asher today. We expand the community, and today we are being the church. We are being the church as we celebrate and welcome these two into the body of Christ. We are being the church when we open our doors like we have with family promise, when we have the 
Red Cross blood drives, when we collect food for the local food pantry or collect money for ELSA World Hunger. Church is more than just coming to worship. It is life-giving for so many people. And it comes down to being in relationships with each other. When I think about all the relationships in my life, the, the healthy ones, the ones that give me life, the ones that sustain me. I think about, about the mutual understanding that I have with my friends. I, I think of the relationships where I can disagree with someone and still call them my friend. I can still laugh with them. I can still cry with them. I think about all the, the work that it takes to build up the kingdom of God within our own communities. And when I find relationships like that, when I find an opportunity to be in relationship with someone, I give thanks for that person. I give thanks for the relationships that we share. And I know, I know not all relationships are like that. Some are, are great. Some are life-giving. But some can be challenging as well. Some relationships can be damaging. It's easy to see faults in others Instead of seeing the faults in ourselves. What I want you to think about is a relationship that you have. Either one that is healthy and life-giving. One that, that brings you joy and happiness. Or I want you to think about a relationship that you struggle with. A relationship where there's conflict. And what is important in our relationships is not only to be in communication with each other but to pray for each other, to turn that relationship over to God, <clears throat> to ask for God's perfect healing to come in to that relationship. The answer might come easily to you. You might already know what you need to do, but the answer could be far off. It might take some time and continued prayer to figure out how to enhance that relationship. Today we hear a gospel lesson about how God values our relationships, how our relationships matter to God. And as we go out and we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, as we surround ourselves with these relationships, we continue to delight in them. We continue to allow them to shape who we are. We continue to come to church, not just to come and worship, but to be the church and let every aspect of our life shine before God. Amen.